to the Mastering College Podcast, a guide to landing your dream job. I'm your host, Daniel Botero, and my goal is to help you take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you how to land your dream job. Welcome back to this episode of the podcast. Today, I have a very special guest for you. I have Ricky Bias himself, and Ricky is the host of his own podcast, HR Talk, as well as he is a professor for the HR management degree in Rollins College. And without further ado, Ricky, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? I am doing great, Daniel. Thank you very much. How are you doing? I am doing excellent. I We've been... Probably talking about having you on this podcast for maybe two months now. So I am excited that I get to record this podcast with you because you are just so knowledgeable when it comes to the HR world. You have over 17 years of HR. Correct. Another fun fact, he is a grammar Nazi. (laughs) And so as my audience know, I am not the best writer. So this is why we're doing a podcast and not a blog. There you go. Okay. Yeah, because we were just having that conversation about about how you come across and not you, but no, no, people, no, no, no. But, let's but, have it. But, but people in general, how they come across in an email, and uh, if I can tell the story yeah, to the audience, yeah. So uh, Daniel and I were talking about my experience and what I've done and my and how the, the difference between teaching a master's program and teaching a bachelor's program, and I was telling him a story how um, I used to have a rule for my uh, bachelor's program that if you write if you have a writing assignment uh, or an essay, two, 3,000 words, I had a rule, and the rule was that if I find more than 10 grammatical errors, I don't grade the paper. And that's when Daniel said, I would have failed your class. First day. <laughs> and, 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 and the reason I do it is it's, uh, they're not in high school anymore. They're in college. And, uh, and the, it's, if you're going to an email or a paper is a representation of you. And to me personally, I need to see how you represent yourself on paper, and so I can I know how to connect with you in person, right? Not to say you in particular, yeah. but I just thought it was funny, and because when I told you that, you looked at me like, "Oh crap, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm done." <laughs> actually, this might be actually something fun to talk before we dive into it. <clears throat> I, I want to talk about the fact that a lot of people say, "Don't focus on your weakness; double up." On your strengths. That's exactly what I do. Right. But yeah. then you're saying if if your weakness is writing and grammar, then I then you need to improve that. <laughs> okay. So there has to be some caveats here, right? So of course you should improve to at least a minimum standard. So <laughs> a minimum standard of having less than ten errors in a three thousand uh, word yes. document. I'm teaching a lesson, sir. I'm well, teaching a lesson to these students. This is America's youth. This is the future of America, and I need to be able to see that. When, because trust me, I've seen a lot of students come through my class in the bachelor's degree. I've seen them come through my class, and I'm like, oh my god, I hope I don't run into you in the real <laughs> world. That's very few, but I've seen some that I'm like, they're going to be president. That's going to be a surgeon. That person's going to change the world. But I've did seen you, that too. But did you say that before or after you read the paper? <laughs> so here's here's what I look for. If I see some grammatical errors, right, and I correct them, and they're taking steps to fix it, 
I'm okay with that, right? No, because you you stop at ten. <laughs> I do stop at so ten. So how do you know <laughs> that next one? That but, next one. I, you, you're not getting anything here. That next paper, I better see it. But here's what happens. Here's what happens. If I if I say that rule first, they're going to be upset. They're going to be like, I can't believe this. This is a grammar Nazi. But what are they going to do? They're going to go ahead and do a spell check. They're going to go ahead and do a grammar check. Go to the and writing center. Yeah, go, go to the writing center, go somewhere. But even then, spell checks, you have to be careful. Because if you're talking about, even if you're talking about unions, right, and you spell onions correctly, you have the wrong word. So now you're talking about somebody going on an onion strike. <laughs> <laughs> so you still got to be careful either way. But, wow, this whole show is about grammar? No, I think <laughs> I actually think part of the show needs to talk about whether you double down on your strengths or you fix your weaknesses. Because as a student, right, you're going to have, as an individual, you have strengths and you have weaknesses. Correct. And I'm going to tell you that my weakness, and everybody probably already knows, I actually even talked about it on my LinkedIn summary today. Okay. I updated my LinkedIn summary. My weakness is writing, right? Okay. I am a horrible <clears throat> writer. And okay. Not necessarily in the idea of writing or what I want to say. It is the grammar and the spelling aspect of the writing. So if I go on your LinkedIn right now, am I going to find some grammatical errors? No. Why? Because my wife helped me. <laughs> <laughs> See, so you're smart enough to get some help. Oh, absolutely. So I doubled up. I, this is my belief. And we uh -huh. can, as an HR manager, somebody who's looking at career development, career yeah. progression, right? I believe I'm focusing on doubling up on my strengths and then hiring or surrounding myself with people that overcompensate for my weakness. You are a hundred percent right. No, so yeah. so I agree with you there, right? But I I don't want people to walk away with the notion that if you double down on your strength, you just forget about your weaknesses. Don't forget about them. Still make sure that you're managing those weaknesses. Still make sure that you can defend yourself. But don't try to become an expert, focusing so much on those weaknesses that you forget about your strength. Yeah. Still double down on on your strength. So, so I'll tell you a little bit about me. Um, my weakness as of five, six years ago was Excel. I knew nothing about Excel. To me, that was just a bunch of numbers. And what I did is exactly that. I surrounded myself with people who were expert at that. That way, if I wanted, I had the vision, I wanted something done. I went ahead and hired somebody who was an expert at that, but who was able to take my vision and make it a reality with, you know, pivot tables and VLOOKUP. That's until I figured out I could look that up on YouTube, right? And just learn that on YouTube, which I did. But at least I have to know how to formulate a table. I have to know how to do a pivot table. But how to do the forecasting and everything, yeah, I hire an expert for that. But my strength, it's presenting. It's, uh, it's, it's building relationships. So you're right. Double, triple down on that. But before you do that, you have to recognize where the strengths are. Right. So, so I guess we can agree that it's important to be very self-aware. And so that it begins with being self-aware. It's important to be self-aware, but you have to make sure that your self-awareness is properly calibrated. Because how you see yourself and how you're aware needs to be somewhat in sync with how everybody else sees you. Right. Have you ever met somebody who is quote-unquote self-aware, but everybody else thinks they're really full of themselves? Yes. Yeah, they're not calibrated properly. Yeah. <laughs> right? so, you gotta, so you're right. Let them be self-aware, but... You make sure that you listen to feedback. And I think I talked about this when we did the uh, panel the, uh, 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 a few weeks ago. The workshop panel, yeah. Over, over UCF. And one thing that I said was always listen to feedback. Take in that feedback 
and process that feedback and use that feedback to help you because you may be the expert on how you communicate, but the people who receive that communication is, are the experts on how you come across. So always take that feedback because how you think you come across doesn't matter. It's how you're actually coming across is what matters. So you got to take that feedback and listen to them and make some tweaks. How, what do you suggest students can do today to, allow, to make sure they understand or have a better self-awareness of not what they think, but how other people perceive them? So I'm going to give a really obvious, simple answer. And it's easy to say, but really hard to do. Ask for feedback. So it's easy, it's easy for me to say, hey, Daniel, can you please give me some feedback? And I say that so jovial and so easy until I hear feedback that I don't like, right? So you, re you have to make sure before you ask that question to people you trust and to people who are not afraid to give you, to give yeah. you that honest feedback, you have to have the courage on taking that feedback, get the emotions out of it, and really get down to the root of, of that feedback and how to use that to your advantage. So I've given that advice before and people, at, and, and, and people go out and do it. They come back, Ricky, that's the worst thing I could have done. Like, why? <laughs> Everybody said I sucked at this, this, and then I'm like, buddy, that's feedback. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. You, you have to take that. So, so if I was to add something to it is make sure you're courageous enough to, to make sure you're courageous enough to really take in that negative feedback and take the emotions out of it and put yeah. that feedback into play. When you said that, you actually brought up um, something that I had, I, one of the business coaches that I had made me do right in the beginning of me working with her. And she said, Daniel, write down five words or phrases that you think describe you the best. Right, whether you're uh, a family person, competitive, uh, dr driven, whatever it may be, right? And then go ask ten, five to ten people to pick five words or statements that describe you the best mm. and see how many of them actually match, mm -hmm. right? So, because to see what you think of yourself mm -hmm. and what people are actually thinking of you, do they match? Are you the same person? And that was an eye opening experience. So, who do you reach out to? Like I, I did a mix. A mix, right? okay. So okay. I, I reached out to uh, my mother-in-law at the okay. time. I reached out to my wife, because mm -hmm. that was important. I reached out to a friend. I reached out to a coworker. And I think I reached out to a, a, an old friend that I haven't talked to in like about a year and a half. Because I wanted to see how things have changed. Yeah, but these are all, pe all people who see you in a good light. Right? Yes. Okay. Here's what I would suggest. Everybody has somebody that you know don't like you. Get feedback from them. Seriously. Get feedback from them. Get feedback from, um, from them. But again, you got to be courageous. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but, but, but get feedback from them because that feedback is valuable. Now, if they really don't like you, they may throw some jabs in them. Yeah. You got to be smart enough to, to, to wipe that sweat off and really focus on the, on the needy greedy. But that is some really good feedback. And if you picked one, two, or three people, hopefully you don't have that many people that hate you, right? <laughs> so yeah. you pick one, two, or three people that may not jive with you personally, you may not have good chemistry, and their feedback's align, and their feedback is different from everybody else who likes you, they, the people who like you may not be giving you the full story. Right. So I guess the key would be to get different people that, that you might have the best relationship with yeah. and to see if their feedback aligns. Correct. I, yeah. Because if you look at just one person that doesn't like you and you get their feedback, 
I don't know to what extent that <laughs> that feedback is like. I'm gonna change my life because of it. I, I, I God, you're right, but. Everybody's smart enough to know that they're, they're not going to change their life because of that. Especially if you don't like that person. Exactly. Right? So that's I don't not, know nothing. They're but stupid. It, but if three people <laughs> said that to me, then I get it. There's yeah. a common factor. There's a trend. correct. Yeah. So, 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 so that's what I'm saying. Mix it up and really mix it up. Because if you ask too many people that care about you and love you, they're going to care about you and love you so much that they're not going to hurt your feelings. Yeah. All right, Ricky. I know you don't like me. So what, <laughs> <laughs> so what feedback do you have for me other than write, learn how to write? I was going to say spell check. <laughs> spell check. I've invested in Grammarly Premium. Okay. No, all right. I know exactly what yeah. that is. All right. I still have mistakes. So... <laughs> Well, you have to use it, right? Yeah. You have to use it. You can't buy an ab crunching machine and let it sit there in the garage and expect you to get a six pack. I get an email once a week that Grammarly lets me know that I use Grammarly more than 98% of its users. It, oh, Lord. Okay. All right. So, Grammarly, hey, hopefully, hopefully, they'll be a sponsor soon. Right? Now that you heard this. Now that you heard If I can correct my grammar because of Grammarly, I will be your number one testimonial. There you go. I've been using it for two years now. Um, people say I've gotten better. It's not fixed. But it is a good program. It, it is a, it good, is a program. good program. It's just yeah. sometimes you can't fix. I'm just too broken. <laughs> but I will say this, right? I, I want to go down and continue to talk, talk on the topic of your strengths and weaknesses. Okay. I am extremely self-aware that I'm a horrible writer, right? Okay. And so I bought Grammarly, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I, I'm a subscriber for the premium edition. If they even had a higher edition where they had a personal assistant, I would do it. Actually, they do. But, wow. Okay. Uh, Got it. You can actually get, uh, get emails, things graded, but it's expensive. It's like okay. about a penny a word. Uh, oh, wow. It, it adds up. Yeah, it does add up, it especially does. if you're writing a book. Yep. Yeah, it adds <laughs> up. Yeah. But... Um, I talk to a lot of students and I always tell them about adding value back. You know, it's always mm -hmm. when you're, every relationship should be a mutual beneficial relationship. Yep. So one of the students says, hey, Daniel, I know you struggle on writing. I will, you know, help correct anything you want me to correct. So I open a Google Drive. I have a share folder with her and anything that I need to be viewed, I put it there. And then within 24 hours, bam. <laughs> Boy, things have changed since I've been in college. Bam! <laughs> that is awesome. Check it out. It's called Carla's Cool Folder. I oh, put here whatever Lord. needs to be edited. Right that's, now it's empty. Which, that is hilarious. Then, <laughs> I mean, that's good. You found somebody to help you out. My wife is getting tired. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, that is great. But enough about my writing. We can okay. talk about this forever. And, yeah, yeah, um, we can. I want to yeah. talk about... Hottest students, you know, we understand now they're self-aware. They kind of figure out what something they need to work on. But I really want to talk about that because understanding your weaknesses and your strengths are going to be so crucial when you get to the to the real world. Like I struggled. I struggled my every time I got into a new role in PepsiCo and I was dealing with new people, right? Whether it's new people that I was leading in my team or new customers, I would have problem with my emails, right? Okay. And so it. I'll be honest with you guys and everybody listening to this is every time in the beginning of the relationship, it would start a little rough because their perception of me was, was lower based on what they saw from the writing. Okay. But it took after, you know, a couple of interactions, especially when I was able to present and meet with them in person, mm -hmm. I was able to make up and they can see that I was credible, that I was knowledgeable mm -hmm. and that I went above, above and beyond and everything else. I kind of overcompensated. Okay. But mm -hmm. 
I want to talk about students making sure and, and your advice on students making sure they, they fix their weaknesses to the point that is not detrimental to their career. Okay. But also the importance, and you might have a different opinion, on doubling up on their strengths. So I don't have a different opinion. I actually agree with you there because you, on, on top of you being self-aware and you knowing what you're good at, what you're naturally good at, you should figure out a way how to capitalize on that, right? And how to monetize that. The money, the money comes later. You focus on how passionate you are with it, and eventually, some one way or another, the money is going to follow later on, right? So let's start from the beginning a little bit. So uh, you said that for you... Um, your for for you your weakness is writing. Yeah. For me, it's numbers. Right. Okay, yeah. So I've done everything in human resources, employer relations. I've done compensation, benefits, payroll, anything you can think of in HR. I've done it. You want to know what I've learned? That I hate compensation. I can't stand it. Is it because there's numbers involved? The, it's because the only number. I'm I'm gonna be real here. The only numbers I care about are mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only numbers I care about. Right. So I I don't keep a checkbook. I don't keep anything, but I know in my head exactly within five cents what, how much I paid here, how much I paid there, because it's mine. That's what interests me. I know that about myself. That's why if I if somebody offered me $150,000 a year to be a compensation manager, I'll say no. Because I'll be miserable. The money will, 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 will be great, six figures. Who wouldn't want that? But after two or three months, I'd be completely miserable. So I had to learn another hard way because when, when I was growing up in my career, I was focusing on let me get that next paycheck. And I quickly learned that focusing on that, yes, the money is going to come, but you're not going to feel fulfilled, especially what I went to, uh, to a school for. So I started making a switch. Let me double down on what I'm good at. Presentations, building relationships, actually being a leader, showing people, teaching people how to do things, not just in a regimented way, but how to think outside the box for you to do A, B, and C completely different than what the previous people have done it before. So if I give any advice to anybody, it's exactly what you said. It's if recognize what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, but don't ignore the weaknesses. You can't. No, don't you, ignore you can't. them. Yeah. You, you just have to build them up to a level because they're weakness for a reason, right? The reason you're passionate about something is that you dedicated some time to that passion. But there are weaknesses because you may not be as passionate about it, right? Uh, so you got to build them up to the way that you can defend yourself with it, but double and triple down on what you're good at. So again, to me, building relationships, that's, that's, that, that's why I love what I do when it comes to human resources, right? Because I really like to, look, HR is simple, right? HR, though, if I ask a room of people, what is the purpose of human resource? So let's say I got 50 people in that room. I'm going to get 50 different answers. One of them is going to be to fire people. <laughs> uh, another reason is going to be, oh, they are the, uh, the, uh, the police of the handbook. And it, it, it's, it's, it's all different answers. But at the end of the day, here's what HR does. is to help the organization move from A to B. That's it. It's simple as that. The CEO has a vision. And it's HR's job to make sure that vision becomes reality. That is it. That's all we do. I love doing that. Because I love connecting with a CEO and saying, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Let me know. A, B, C. Perfect. Let me go back to my team. Let me put a plan together. I'm going to come back, give you four or five different options on how we can accomplish that. Right? And that's why, that's what I'm good at. 
And that's why I chose to stay in this role. I love it. I love it, Ricky. Yeah. So uh, one of the topics that we really wanted to dive into was talking about some of the biggest mistakes that you see from students coming right out of college. Ah, yes. So uh, some of the biggest mistakes that I have seen, uh, it, it's, it's ah, where do I start? Because <laughs> I've seen some good things. I've seen some bad things. So, right? so let's talk about it because you see students, you hire a lot of times students right out of college. Yes. And we were talking about some of the biggest mistakes that you see. And um, so, so what are the good things that you see and some of the bad things that you see? Here's, here's some of the good things that I see. So some of the good things that I, well, you know what? Let me focus on some of the bad things that I see, right? So one of the bad things that I see is that the student is focusing so much on what they want out of that employer-employee relationship that they forget the reason why they're looking for a job, right? So I see some resumes, I see some cover letters, some creative cover letters, by the way, that is so focused on what they want to get out of it that it completely turns off my attention. Because you have to understand, in order for a student to get a job, they have to get the attention of the hiring authority. The hiring authority, it's, I'm just going to be honest, it's not there to give you a job. The hiring authority is there to meet a specific need of the organization. There is a specific skill set that the team needs that they don't have that they're willing to pay for. Hence, why I'm hiring. Right. Right. So when I look at a resume, I don't want to see what I can do for you. I want to see how this person is going to fit on my team. Right. So I'll take. Have you ever heard the old um, the old saying is that when you're looking for a job, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Absolutely. Okay. Right. That's wrong. Right. It's that, yes. that, that 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 is a hundred percent wrong. So then people will say, "Oh, okay, Ricky. So that means if it's not that, then it's." It's not what you know. It's not who you know. It's who knows you. Right. That's still wrong. Right? You're the right answer. <laughs> That's still wrong. At the end of the day, it's not what you know. It's not who you know. It's not who knows you. It's who likes you. It really is who likes you. Now, a lot of people out there are probably thinking, oh, my God. Why does it have to be that way? It doesn't have to be, it should be hard work. People should recognize your hard work and your hard work should take your places. You're right, but please remember, what you think should happen and what actually happened are two different things, right? Throw all your efforts on what actually is happening. Now, I am not saying that you have to kiss behind. I'm not saying that at all. But all I'm saying is put yourself in the hiring authority's shoes and if you have a position that you're hiring for and you see somebody who on paper has great credentials, they got a PhD, they got all these skill sets, but when you talk to them, they're a prick and you don't have any chemistry. Are you going to hire them? No. Why? Because they I got the skill set. <laughs> because I'm going to, because I'm, I'm going to look for someone who has the skill set that I can get along and I can see myself working because most people spend more time working than they do at home, sleeping or anything else. Mm-hmm. So I rather want to do that with someone that I'm going to enjoy working with. Absolutely right. Somebody you got chemistry with. So what I do, I don't hire for skill. I hire for minimal skill, but I hire for people who are willing to learn, who are hungry, and they got chemistry. I'm not going to get any of that if on your resume, all I see is what I can do for you. I'm not going to get that. So that makes me think about all the resumes that I see from students. <coughs> and the first thing they see in there is, a, is, is that one sentence, right? Mm-hmm. And they said, I am looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Get rid of that. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. So what do you, if you don't want them to have that, what do you suggest they have? So here's, here's you've got to be creative. And here's why. The reason for everybody listening right now who is just finishing college and who is, who, who is going out there in the world, um, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I'll just say that, 30 years ago, it was really easy to go out and get a job after college. Why? Because what you have to do, you fill out paper application, yeah. right? And you submit a resume, you mail a resume somewhere, right? The way things are today, you submit a resume into a database and the recruiter goes in and the recruiter says, all right, pull up these words and pull up these words. And now you got 500 resumes. A recruiter spends an average of seven to nine seconds reading a resume. If you don't capture their interest in those first few critical moments, goodbye, shred, shred. Because I don't have time. It'll be nice in a perfect world for me to spend 20, 30 minutes on a resume, really processing, really understanding. No, I got 500 resumes. I got to go home, Daniel. Yeah. I got to go home to my wife and Pupcake. Right? <laughs> I have people who don't know that story, you'll find that later, right? Uh, I have to go home, right? So when you have that 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 little bit of time to capture my attention, yeah. what you need to do is to be creative. How are you going to go ahead and capture yeah. my attention? So similarly to how you said it's not what you know, who you know, who knows you, but it's who likes you. Mm -hmm. I always tell students that your resume is important, but it's more important who you hand your resume to. Yes, yes, yes it is. Because you want to make sure, what's the, Danny, what's the point of you working so hard on your resume and giving it to somebody who's just going to throw it in the trash, right? There, that makes no sense. You've got to give it to somebody who has some kind of an interest in helping either the organization bring you in or have somebody else be some kind of an influence. That's why I tell people, you applying on a job board, applying on Monster, I don't know if people use that anymore, or Career Builder, that's not enough. They use Handshake in, in universities. Do they now? Is yeah. that right? Okay. So the best thing to do is networking. You have to network, folks. If you take anything away from this message is do not sleep on networking. If you don't like networking, if networking is one of your weaknesses, you better go on YouTube and learn something. Keep listening to this podcast because networking is how you, you make the right connections so you can go ahead and get that job that you're looking for. Now, um, you have to always have, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity that may not come than not be prepared for an opportunity that does come. So when you start having a, when you go to these events and you talk to these people and you better have a 12 second elevator speech and that elevator speech better not be, here's what I want. It needs to be, here is yeah. my skill set, and here's how I can help you, Daniel. So I talk about, you know, students, um, the, the majority of the time when students are first meeting companies that they want to work for, it's during a career fair or career fest and whatever it may be. And I've been to over 20 of them, both as a student and both working as a, in a company recruiting for that specific company or even working in, in a staffing agency recruiting for other clients. And I have students, of 90 plus percent of students will walk up to the table and say, hi, my name is Frank. What are you hiring for? Right. And it's horrible. I teach students to say, hi, my name is Dick. So I'd be like, 
Hi Ricky, how are you? My name is Daniel. I understand that you're hiring for this position mm -hmm. and you're looking for A, B, and C. And for the last two years, for the last mm -hmm. semester, I've done A, like I've been working on A, B, and C doing A, B, and C in a sense, right? So I am targeting my approach to the company. I've done my research. I know specifically why you're here. I know specifically what you're looking for. I've spoken for, from with people that graduated from this university who are now working for you. And I understand the culture and now I know why you're here. And I know that you have interviews, you have you've allocated time ne in the next few days for interviews. And I'm here to ask you for that in a sense. So if somebody came to my table saying it just like that, you got my attention. We're gonna have a conversation. Because that tells me you've done your your research and you're telling me that you know about me enough that I have a need. And you have a skill set that can fill that need. And um, my, my mission there as a, as a hiring authority is to find somebody to fill that need. And you're filling that void right now. So if you come to me like that, we're going to have a conversation. Right. So that's exactly, a good one, by the way. Yeah, a good, yeah, one. A good right. one. This is I tell students all the time. Finding your dream job, it's an open book test. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. You're right about that. Yeah. It, it, it is because it, everything, look, everything you want to know about anything is out there in Google. You just have to keep looking and not be lazy and just, ah, I can't find anything yeah. and just give up, right? Because I think I saw something. I saw, um, I saw something on LinkedIn and it really caught my attention. It was somebody talking about advertising on Google and what you find on Google. And when you, f when you look for something on Google, you don't go past the first page. Right, right, and that person said you can hide a dead body on page two of Google, <laughs> <laughs> which is true, right? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, wow, he is 100 percent right because people's attention spans stop after that first page. Yeah. Right, that first page is so crucial. But you, it, it, it would behoove of you to stand on out of the herd and really capture that hiring authority's attention by knowing about the business, knowing about the, uh, the, 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 the culture, and how you can help that business fill that void. But be careful, because you can be, get so knowledgeable and so confident, you can come across as cocky. Right. right? It yeah. is a fine line of cocky and confidence. Oh, man, it's right there. So you <laughs> got to be careful because I've seen those yeah. too. They're so cocky and I got this degree and that degree. I'm like, okay, go over there because they're looking for your kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> I need hungry people who are willing, who are here for the right reasons. Have you read a book? Um, it's uh, by Jim Collins. It's called um, uh, Good to Great. Oh, good to great. Uh, Absolutely. Okay, yeah. so you know the story about the bus. Uh, the right people in the right oh, seat of the man. bus. That is my favorite story. Now, for everybody listening, be careful with that book because it's a really good book, but a lot of the companies mentioned in that book are no longer in business. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> They're not. Circus I City, gone back. Oh, Circus City is yes. no longer in business. A, a, lot of, a lot of these, Goldman Sachs is no longer in business. Well, yeah. how much of it has, it has to do with them losing their level five leader? No, none. No, no, really? no, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Be careful because because it's it has a lot to do with the market and everything. But the lessons you learn about be, uh, being a level five leader is paramount. It, it it really is. So for those of you that don't know, he talks about uh, if 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 an an organization uh, if, if a bus represents an organization, and you hire a bunch of people, and all the people get on the bus. Do you want to hire people 
uh, based on where the bus is going. People say, oh yeah, absolutely, based where the bus is going. And you put them on the bus and the CEO is driving that bus and the bus is supposed to go to Texas. Next thing you know, halfway between here and Texas, that bus makes a right. Now they're going to Chicago. So now you got a bus full of people who are upset because they thought they were going to Texas. Now they're going to Chicago. So instead of hiring people on where the organization is going, hire people that are passionate about why the, the, the organization exists, who are passionate about why the bus exists. That way, it doesn't matter where you go, you're on the bus. It doesn't matter, and you're passionate about that. That's who we look for. So for the students who are just getting out, they're trying to find that dream job, make sure you fully understand what that culture is, make sure you shake the right hands, and make sure you've got that chemistry, you built those relationships. Even if you don't get a job, even if you don't get that job, but if you were able to hand that resume and make that connection and still follow up and be of service, anything you need, let me know. Let me know and check in with that person every now and then. Yep. Because then two or three months down the road, something comes up, who's going to come to mind? Yep. That person who was of service. Hey, I'm going to call Daniel back up because he helped me with this one spreadsheet because he knows I can't stand numbers. I helped him with his grammar, but he helped me with pivot tables, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and give him a call because I don't want to go through 500 resumes. Absolutely. So, so be of service. That's, that's, that's one of them. And do your research so you can build that relationship. I love it. Ricky, so... Time flies. I, I just quickly look at the clock and we're about it's 30 minutes. It's been five minutes. minutes. It's, been <laughs> it's been 32 minutes. It's been Seriously? 33, 33 minutes. minutes. And wow. I want to make sure the episodes, but Ricky, I really can't thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule just to come on the podcast, share your knowledge. We cover like three topics because everything. <laughs> we cover a lot in this episode, but I think it's packed with great, great content for the students, great takeaways. But if you could, if the students listening to this podcast right now only remember one thing, what would that be? If what would they, you want it to be? If they can remember one thing, focus on relationships. Don't focus on the next gig. Don't focus on the next promotion. Focus on relationships. If you build relationships with the hiring authorities, you build relationships with people in these networking events, those relationships, if you nurture them and you take care of them, they are going to produce for you. But you have to focus on that. That's what I would tell everybody. That's why, again, key thing, network, focus on relationships. Those things right there will take you far. Uh, yeah, Ricky, you're the man. Uh, that's all I have to say. Everybody, if you are in the HR profession, you like HR, if you're a student, you like HR, I highly suggest you listen to HR Talk podcast. You can find it in the same places you can find this podcast, um, podcast app, iTunes, Spotify. Ricky, any, what do you want to say about your podcast? What is your podcast about? It's uh, my podcast. It's uh, my, uh, my co-host and I, JC, uh, we, uh, we talk about everyday HR issues, but from every by everyday people right because hr can be really boring hr can be really mundane so and it can be very uh confusing with all the legal aspects of it so jc and i what we do we just talk about regular topics from the eyes of the employees so it's down home it's pg-13 ish 
it's <laughs> it, it. So we talk about things that you wish you could talk about at work, but we do talk about it. You're not gonna get fired for it. Yeah. So uh, it, can I give the uh, ah, the the, the address? It's, yeah. it's, it's it's I don't care. So yeah. so yeah. So you can find us at uh, uh, online uh, hrtalkpodcast.com or like Daniel said. Um, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, you just Google it. We're there. You'll see the uh, picture of a screaming face. That's us. Is that your face? That is not my face. That is somebody we call the face. The face. The face. So he is the face of the franchise. Uh, actually, he's a buddy of ours from the Marine Corps. So, uh, so yes. Yeah, so that's his face. We have a couple of shows with him, introducing him. He is hilarious. You need to listen to the podcast with the face and about HR. So, so I've listened to probably the majority of the of the episodes that he's published in the last six months, and I'll tell you guys, I'm not. I'm in so, sort of in the HR field, but even someone who's not in the HR field, it's like the thing that you would want to know about HR that you just don't know, right? And so it's like you're inside of HR manager's head and how they talk about the topics. It's a very entertaining podcast, so definitely check it out. But audience, thanks, thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Have a good one. If you've listened thus far to this episode of the podcast, you absolutely rock. But now I need your help. Please make sure you subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you so much and talk to you soon.